theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Life Out of the Box. This one is for all of our friends who are not fully living their life on social media. I think this one's going to be really interesting. And we have been, we've been fascinated by this whole TikTok world. TikTok's taken over, in case you <laughs> haven't heard. It's, an, it's a very impressive platform. We've been playing around with it since, what, 2019? Yep. And it has really been making some significant moves to the point that a lot of these social media platforms are beginning to replicate how TikTok does what it does. Yep. And it is able to collect data on people without them even thinking that they're giving them any form of information about who they are, what they're interested in, all they are, all you're doing is just being yourself and interacting with the app. And all of a sudden, it knows some kind of weird stuff about you, maybe some stuff that you don't even know about yourself. Yeah. And it kind of shook us up a little bit. Well, it was super interesting. So well, let's start off with where this episode, the idea for this episode started. It all began when Wall Street Journal um, actually did an investigative report and put a video together. And we'll put the link in the description, of Mm -hmm. course, so you can watch it yourself. Super highly recommend that you watch this because it's fascinating. They did an experiment, essentially. So TikTok's algorithm is like a huge trade secret for them. They will not reveal. They, They do their best to basically make sure that no one actually knows exactly how this algorithm works, right? And I mean, that's their IP. That's their bread and butter, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got like YouTube and even Netflix creating shorts that are similar to TikTok at this point. So it's obviously a very valuable IP for them to hold on to. It's kind of like the Coca-Cola recipe secret of today. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's an algorithm. It's, It's math, right? So basically, what is this algorithm doing? That's what Wall Street Journal wanted to try to figure out because Mm -hmm. it was, you know, they they realize it's not, they're not going to get many answers by just asking the company, okay? So they're going to have to do some experiments themselves to see what, how this all works. And so they basically um, came up with this experiment where they were going to, they created bots and these bots were coded to have various different personalities, like a human, right? And so a different age, a different location, and they never actually put anything. So these were like basically blank accounts, but that were just run by, um, you know, an, uh, an algorithm in itself, right? And a bot that basically, so one was, one example was this person who they didn't say was a male or female. They just said that they lived in Kentucky. So that's one data point that we know TikTok uses is your location, right? Mm-hmm. So your location, so they, it was in Kentucky in the United States. And then that, that was basically it, that there was nothing else provided. So these were blank accounts that TikTok didn't know anything about, but it was pretty, it pretty quickly, was able to understand the interests of those bots without having any information like hashtags, a description, a bio, right. or anything else because these bots didn't post anything themselves either. Right. So, so just so, their consumption. So it's basically you get, let's pretend you're brand new to TikTok. You download TikTok, you create an account. How does it get to know what you want to watch? Because the key attribute, like how they make their money is watch time. The longer you watch, the more advertisements you're fed. The more advertisements you're fed, the more money TikTok makes. So how can they get it so that they get your attention for the longest period of time? And so what they do is they start it off 
like a blank canvas. And they say, here, we're going to introduce you to the most popular videos on TikTok right now, the ones that get millions of views. And let's see how long you pay attention to it. If you pay, and basically this is kind of alluding to how the algorithm works. If you watch the whole video from start to end, then you get assigned a certain amount of points. Okay, they really liked it. If you skip it quickly, then they say, okay, they're not interested in this type of information or this type of video. Now, if you like it, that's gonna give you another certain amount of points. Oh, they not only did they watch it, but they also interacted with it. Maybe they commented or maybe they followed this page. All those are little details that demonstrate how much a person likes this category. And so the categories can range from uh, sports and you can go, each category has many branches as well. It could be football, soccer, baseball, etc. It could go animals, animal lovers. It could go little cats. It could go puppies. It could go birds. And you just break it down and eventually they get it narrowed down to exactly what you really enjoy watching the most what your attention is most focused on maybe it's looking at recipes of a certain type of food you know like fast food versus uh organic or vegan food all of this comes together to create a profile of who you are and by the time you're just honestly it was surprising it was a few hours into just watching videos they got it down and what was crazy was the the video demonstrated that not only can they focus on someone who's sad so if you're always watching videos to prevent yourself from being like to feel better because you're down or depressed that's something that they'll play around with to get you to uh to pay more attention to so it's like they know you're depressed even if you don't know you're depressed and it can take you down a deep dark rabbit hole where all of a sudden they're capitalizing on your depression. It's so weird, but the Wall yeah. Street Journal did it. Well, yeah, that's essentially one of the findings that they found. And and it is, it's a fascinating thing because actually it's it seems logical. This is what all social media platforms, they have a like button, they have a love, they have comments, there's engagements. That's what, that's a, obviously an engagement mm-hmm. with a piece of content is going to dictate whether or not you continue to receive that or not, right? right? But the thing is, what Wall Street Journal showed is that you don't even have to interact. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. It will find out exactly that the goal of the algorithm is to capture your attention for the most amount of time, no matter mm-hmm. what that content is, no matter what that's going to do to you over time. So one of the, th- one of the bots that they highlighted, specifically the accounts, was, yeah, the, they, that account essentially was created to reflect someone who is going through a rough time, right? They're, they're low, they're mm-hmm. sad. Maybe they're not completely depressed, but they're sad. And so mm-hmm. there's something about watching uh, videos that portray, okay, I'm not the only one in the world who's sad right now. Right, okay? exactly. So it's not necessarily like self-help. It's about, okay, I actually have, there are other people who are sad like me and I don't feel alone. Right. So then that's where it starts. So then obviously, and especially if you watch it multiple times, that is a huge key indicator, more so than if you commented it or liked it, yeah. that you've watched it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And you've watched videos from a certain account multiple times as well. And mm-hmm. so what, unfortunately, the, the biggest finding in this video is the fact that it's not just one thing for them to, to be able to easily categorize you so that you stay on the platform longer. for longer. Yeah. 
it actually goes to the furthest extreme that you could possibly go. And it goes into some really dark, dangerous rabbit holes really fast. And you should say where, where, what those rabbit holes are. So for this particular example, where it's about depression and sadness, it goes way, way dark where it's actually showing videos where people are talking about, well, yeah, why don't you just commit like basically encouraging people to commit suicide I know, and how to actually commit suicide and that you should do it and not tell anyone. And I mean, because the creators of the content is not the company itself. It's anyone. So though it is TikTok's responsibility to remove those videos, if they're just, it's, it's hard to figure out which ones are encouraging suicide, which versus the ones that are just focused on being depressed. And so therefore some of those videos still get access to the public. And if it hits the algorithm, right, it's sending a negative message that could be really bad for the world, for individuals that shouldn't be sent to them but it's playing into the algorithm and that is yeah. a scary thing. It is. Well, because the algorithm simply wants your attention and so it's going to go towards the most extreme version of what you want. Yeah, how because far can it go? The extremes are the things that get us to really engage. The extremes on all the sides of whatever you know, whether it's left to right, whether it's being super super extremely happy or mm-hmm. so 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 sad and depressed yeah. wherever that is going the algorithm is going to take you there and yeah. this is something that is not necessarily new because they definitely there's been re- a lot of research done with YouTube where this is definitely how their algorithm unfortunately was going and they had to change some things and they still have ways to go with um, YouTube but basically if you had any inclination towards something like depression and you watch some videos about depression Mm -hmm. well then on the right hand side where it says suggested videos it would continue to take you down that rabbit hole to the more and more extreme versions of one being depressed it gets more uh specific with each category you know it's like yeah you're depressed about relationship you're depressed about your boyfriend breaking up with you you're depressed about living in this cold area and then it just keeps on getting more detailed and then at the end of it yeah you, you can already see what is the very last branch of it yeah it gets that and that is if it hits it on the spot it's feeding the person what they want to hear or what they see like what what gives them the most uh attention like into it and yeah it can take people it's one thing for them to want to see it it's another thing for them to be driven towards a thought that maybe they didn't have before yeah and that's the scariest part i think about the investigation that they were trying to highlight and underscore is if we allow the algorithms to take us down towards the extreme because the algorithm is designed to keep you on that platform for as long as possible and in order to keep you on there they're going to continue to feed you things that are even more extreme where you're just like you might have a visceral reaction like whoa i didn't want to go down that bad but like okay i guess let's keep on seeing this is crazy Mm -hmm. it really is fascinating i mean you could be someone who is just into understanding what money is about and then you get into Okay, well, well, question. I'm questioning what is what is the fiat dollar. I'm going into cryptocurrency. Okay, well then I'm actually you know wanting to be more free. Now I'm going to libertarian, and now I'm going. All of a sudden, I'm getting content about anarchy. Like this yeah. is it gets way extreme, way fast. But the algorithm is just doing that because it's gathering data about human behavior. Yeah, and the. The goal of the algorithm is to keep you on yeah. and to, at no cost, at, at whatever cost that is. Right. And, and the, the, the trippiest thing about this experiment that Wall Street Journal, you know, really highlighted was that you don't even 
have to tell them anything. Mm -hmm. There's no bio. You don't have to say you're male or female. You don't have to say what your interests are. You don't have to post anything there. You could be someone who is brand new Mm -hmm. and within 24 hours of you being on that platform, it's going to figure you out. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do about it. And it is uncomfortable. I mean, it's like, it is, you know, obviously there are going to be a lot of unintended consequences to hmm. this. And I think that that's one of the things we'll that they're trying to some regulation. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's a Chinese company. So, yeah. um, what regulations internationally people can impose? I don't, I'm not really sure, but I think that it's really important to highlight this. And I'm glad that they did this investigation because it really goes beyond just, it's not about social media versus social media. Obviously the, the design of TikTok and the short videos is a huge I mean, it's an innovation that a lot of other companies are copying right now. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously worked. It's, it's what what people want. What, right. But if you think about who's the demographic using TikTok most of all, it is young people. Mm-hmm. It under is, 18. It is under 18. It is like middle school. I mean, probably elementary, but high definitely school middle school, sure. high school and college students where we're already in a time where, I mean, we're kind of in a mental health crisis. I mean, yeah. people are really talking about trying this. Trying to figure yourself out. You're trying to figure yourself out. And I mean, it, there's, there's no, there's no code of conduct for mm-hmm. the algorithm to say like, maybe I shouldn't actually make this 13 year old girl yeah. more depressed than she already is. Like, yeah. but is or it get, put providing the seedling of an idea into her head when yeah. she's depressed? Exactly. No other human did it. The algorithm did it. Like they right. would not have seen it if the algorithm didn't pose it in front of them. Right. They're not following that person. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they're not following them because they really like them. It's like they're getting fed things that no one really has any control over. And it's just basically, it's giving you what your what behavior works. is. Yeah. What's yeah. It's effective in exactly. helping them make money. I want to emphasize how you were discussing that you don't, you're not doing anything. You're literally, it's as if you're sitting on your couch, you're watching TV and you have one button in front of you and it says next and on tv is a loop of a video and as soon as you're done watching it you push next and if you find something that you're not interested in you push next early all you're doing is pushing next and the time in which you watch it if you watch it twice if you watch it three times if you watch five seconds of it versus 15 seconds of it all you're doing is pushing next and in doing so in very very short period of time they know who you are and this has been so effective youtube now if you want to make your yourself famous on youtube you should be focusing on youtube shorts Mm -hmm. and youtube shorts is their new category they even say that it's in beta and all it is is one minute maximum videos that you're just literally pushing next it's on loop if you don't push next all you do is you watch what you want to watch you click on which ones you it's not like you're picking which ones you want you just say start and yeah. it just starts playing. And then you pick next or no next. The other thing that I want to emphasize, so Facebook's doing this, but they pull a lot of their data from how many people actually click to choose to watch that video. Mm-hmm. And they also pull a lot of data on, did you like it? Did you love it? Did you care for it? You know, those little extra features. Yeah. Did you share it? No, no, no. It doesn't need to be that complex. It literally is next button or just keep watching. Yeah. And the new one that blew my mind is freaking Netflix. I know. This Netflix. is this is being applied beyond social media people. Like yeah. if you think about how effective this data, this this algorithmic, mm-hmm. this algorithm and the data combined, how powerful that is. Like Netflix wants to know what you want before you know what you want. Right. Right? That's like the whole that that is 
what Netflix, how Netflix survives is mm-hmm. they can provide data to, or they could provide content to you mm-hmm. that you like, and you don't have to search because there's so much. Yeah. Uh, there's so much content. And to they're search trying them. to figure out what content they should create based on what people want. And so it's always a game of trying to figure it out. And their old way of doing it is like, oh well, how many people click on this? And it, it was very effective. It's way more effective than the old way of doing things, where production companies say, oh, I think this movie's going to be a big hit, and then they invested millions of dollars into it. And it's like, oh, I really hope it worked. And then all of a sudden it's Fast and Furious and they're making Fast and Furious 9. Or all of a sudden it's such a big fall. It was the biggest waste of so much money. Now we enter this new era of Netflix is taking it even further where they basically replicated the TikTok algorithm where all you're doing is you're you're clicking. It's on your phone. I'm assuming it's also on your iPad if you have it. If you're looking at it in vertical mode, there's a button in the center bottom and it's like, check out the Netflix shorts and it's just giving you clips from Netflix original movies or Netflix original shows. And they're like 15, 20 second clips. And all you're doing is, Hey, I want to watch this clip and you watch the full amount or you just click next. And with that information, they're getting those data points in such short period of time and really getting to know you intimately and therefore getting a better understanding of what content they should feed to you and what content they should invest into for the masses. Yeah. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening right now. To me, this is as monumental as Google coming up with their system of let's just basically get everyone's data on how, what information they're looking for. And then in doing so, we're going to be able to profit from it greatly by seeing who they are and what they want. We can create based on what their demands are, customer guides them. This is as monumental as that compared to all their social medias. This one to me is like, whoa, bang. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I think one of one of the things, uh, there are a lot of ethical considerations that are concerning to me about this. Um, and, and it's like, well, does TikTok have an ethical obligation to ensure that 13-year-olds don't see that stuff? Well, I think a lot of people would say yes, but do they? Hmm. It's an algorithm. You're blaming the code, right? You're blaming what works. Obviously, other companies, the money is there. They're wanting to do it too. They're replicating it. And so, I don't know. There's there's a lot there. But I think one of the things that is a little bit sad to me is, you know, I really, it almost like if, if they learn about what you want in that moment, mm. right? It, for maybe a year, you're, say you're, in your tw- you're, you're 20 years old and this is what you're interested in at that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it evolve? Like what, what it almost like, just like YouTube and Facebook and whatnot, like there was a whole scrutiny about how they really created echo chambers essentially with their algorithm where mm-hmm. it's like, if you agreed with this, you like this, you were only going to get fed content about that type, mm-hmm. only one perspective. You're not going to get the full truth. You're not going to get all sides. You're going to get the side that you obviously agree yeah. with and that you're engaging with. Confirmation bias. Yeah. You're creating an echo chamber. And so what is that doing too? I mean, I'm an, I'm an individual who genuinely likes to go on the internet because I like to be shown what I don't know also. Yeah. Like what the about bigger perspective perhaps bigger perspective, but also like, yeah, I might like this, but like, why wouldn't I like that in India? But mm. it, it won't ever show me that because it's only going towards what I currently know. Unless you register as a new user and every time you use it, you register as a new user. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a trap. There's no way of like doing it in. And and that's one thing that I like about uh, YouTube is that if you log in signed out, sorry, if you don't log in on YouTube, 
then it will show you what's actually trending, yeah. not what it thinks you want to watch. Yeah. And I think that's a better experience. And I think on TikTok, you can experience it without creating a profile. But I do think that they have some little cookie that knows what you've been watching. So yeah. I don't know if there's any way to avoid it truly, but be careful, be aware. It's exciting. We shall see where it goes. We'll yeah. put the link in the description. We highly recommend you check yeah, it out. Check but out the video. You but just got our perspective. Very, very weird world that we're entering that we already are currently in, actually. So <laughs> anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.